Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 10 through 14. Hear these words of scripture. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we conclude our stewardship series, A Future with Hope. We have been looking at this rhythm of our life with God, which begins with exile, a separation from God, and then we choose to come home to God, reclaiming our identity as God's beloved child. And then there's this third movement of being sent taking God with us into the world to share God's hope and God's peace with the world. This cycle of exile, returning and then being sent, happens again and again and again throughout our faith journey. And it's kind of like a dance with God. And then it also plays into the circumstances of our lives, which then often affect our dance with God. Think about the last seven, the past year and seven months. The amount of time that has passed since COVID-19 forced us into our own sort of exile. We were pulled away from the normalcy of our lives, secluded from those outside our households for long periods of time. And we had no comprehension of what the future would bring. We were isolated, lonely, fearful, disoriented, and plainly put, we missed our former life. And in today's scripture, the Israelites are in very much the same situation. The excerpt that Brenda read for us is from a letter the prophet Jeremiah sent to the Israelites who were in exile in Babylon. They had been taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And in this letter, God, through the prophet Jeremiah, was telling them how they were supposed to live while in exile. And telling them that the exile was going to last 70 years. Beginning in verse 5 of, of chapter 29, Jeremiah says to these in exile, Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. 
Increase in number there. Do not decrease. And also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city which I have carried you to into exile. Pray to the Lord for that city, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Jeremiah is telling them, giving them a heads up, you're going to be there a while. Settle in, grow some food, make your family, and know that you will be there. So then the fact that he says you will be there for 70 years hammers that reality home even further because it tells them that it's almost double the amount of time that their ancestors wandered in the wilderness with Moses. And not only would that whole generation die off before they came out of exile, but so would many or most of their children. We can imagine hearing this news just how discouraged they felt. And so like many of us during this past year and a half and then some, the Israelites were trying to figure out just how they could get out of exile and back to Jerusalem as quickly as possible. And God knew this. And so in today's scripture reading, we see Jeremiah warning them, warning them not to listen to the false prophets who were announcing this quick return and encouraging a violent rebellion in order to do so. Jeremiah assures them, God will bring you back to this place, assuring them that God does have a plan, even if it doesn't seem like it, that they needed to be patient and learn from this time of exile. It doesn't have to be time wasted, saying, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare, and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. These are words that God whispers to us as well. We don't have to describe the pandemic as an act of God in order to ask ourselves the question, what does God want us to learn from this world-changing crisis? As with all of the experiences of crisis, the point here isn't that God caused the pandemic, but that in the midst of this pandemic, of this crisis, God is present and active with us, challenging us to gather our insights, helping us to make the world a more just and loving and life-giving place because of what we have learned. It's tempting to rush back to a, the quote, normal life, without pausing to internalize the lessons that emerged during this pandemic crisis. But then it really would be wasted time. But instead of doing that, we are taking this pumpkin of a pandemic and we are transforming it into, into Cinderella's carriage that will carry us into the future with hope. Do you see what I did there? With the, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. I just want to make sure. I don't want it to go over your heads. Through this pandemic, we have learned that the way we do things were simply the sand that was swept away with the waves. 
revealing our permanent, our granite foundation, which is the love and the hope that we find in God's promises. We learned about working together, the power of connection, and about the deep ways that in-person community with touch and with singing and, and physically being together, they're part of what it means to be human. And we learned different and new to us ways of being the church that enables us to bring as many people as possible into the loving arms of our God. Now more than ever, as we look ahead, we can appreciate the blessings of in-person gathering, of music and worship and service. I will never take for granted, and I will never hear the Lord's Prayer as we say it together in worship. I'll never hear that the same again. That first time that we said that together on a Sunday, I was unable to speak afterwards because it was just so good to actually hear our voices. We know that the Spirit unites us. Now more than ever, we recognize God's enormity and the power of God's Spirit. That no matter where we are, the Spirit unites us and we are on holy ground. And now more than ever, we appreciate the blessing that is our congregation for us and for the greater world. Now more than ever, we know in our hearts that this congregation is a gift. It's a gift to us and it is a gift to the world for more reasons than we can count. Just look at the video of all of the things that has happened in just this past year. But perhaps the greatest lesson that we have learned is that this church is a place of homecoming and hope. It's a place where we get to come together and to hear the good news again and again and again, even in the midst of our life's crises. God saying to us, I will fulfill my promise and I will bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Now, as we prepare to pray over our pledge cards, I invite the ushers to bring them forward, bring forward the cards that have been turned in already. And as they do so, I want us to, I want to remind us of what these cards signify. These cards show that we recognize that life is not just a magical fairy tale where we're Cinderella and if we just keep believing, the dreams that we wish for will come true. These cards show that we know we need to put in the work, that we need to put in the work together with one another and with God. That God is leading us to plans that God has for us. These cards show that we are committed to being the body of Christ together, beloved and united. And so I invite you as we 
pray over these cards that you will extend your hand if you're able to, and knowing that God's spirit unites us. Let us pray. Beloved God, over and over, we come to you, and we are scattered and we are separated, yet over and over, like a good shepherd, Lord, you find us and you bring us home. We are grateful for the over 200 years of history in which you have shown people your joy and justice and love through Brexville United Methodist Church. And God, we ask that you bless these pledges that we offer to you, acknowledging that each pledge represents an individual or a family who is committed to growing with you and creating a safe space of hope for all those who are in need. Thank you, God, for their generosity. And thank you for the gift of this beautiful and beloved community. And we pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Now, as we move into our next song, I want to invite those online to please share any prayers that you have in the comments or at prayer at brexelumc.com. And I want to invite you to move into a comfortable posture to sing. If you're here, please stand as you're able and let us sing together our next song.
seated. We have a few prayer cards that have been shared. Um, one from Chuck and Becky. They asked for continued prayers for the men and women of Emmaus number 54 as they walk with the Lord and as they become leaders in their churches. 
one. Jason says prayers of joy for his stepfather who had a successful heart procedure and is doing and feeling much better. And then prayers for, Lisa asked for prayers for herself. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, Lisa. Uh, she re-injured her back yesterday, putting away patio furniture, and is now using our elevator. So, yes, prayers of recovery for you. And I also um, want to ask prayers for Betty Pace's family. Betty passed away um, this past week, and we um, celebrated her life yesterday, or not yesterday, Friday. Um, and then I also want to, um, in the first service, um, I gave a shout out to somebody who was worshiping with us online, and it was a lot of fun. And so I want to do it um, for a couple of people that I see joining us um, this morning. Um, Amy, and who's joining us from Maine, and you've been joining us um, for a few times, and we want to welcome you. And then the Noggle family says they love the um, the video um, review, year in review, and so I want to say hi to Paige and Mia and, um, and Penny and Susan and Jim and Jen are just a few of the people joining us online. It is nice to kind of put some names with people who are worshiping with us in our extended family. And so with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Holy God, you knew us before we took our first breath. You uttered your living word and you brought forth light and love and life. You gathered us from the dust of the earth and called us your people. You sent us into the world to proclaim your mighty and wondrous deeds. And you are with us now even as we continue our call. Lord, we pray that you will strengthen us, that we might be givers of your grace. And may your steadfast love be known to all your children in this world. Send your Holy Spirit to empower our hands, to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, and to love all as you have first loved us. Loving God, be with those of us who yearn for your restoration and healing. You've heard the names that we have lifted aloud and asked for your blessing upon them. And we also lift up to you those, who, those names and situations who lay heavy on our hearts, too heavy often to lift ourselves. And so we pray that your spirit might intercede for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, your power and your righteousness reach the heavens, and we pray that they might reach the depths of our hearts, that we might follow you to the day when your faith and hope and love will be upon the lips of all of us, your beloved children. And we ask these things in the beautiful name of Jesus, as we pray together the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Before I do the benediction for us this morning, I want to invite you, if you're worshiping here in person, to go out to the entryway and there are printouts of the family and individual pictures that Don took at kickoff Sunday. Please take your picture, not someone else's. Just feel that's good. And um, know that next week, we will debut our collage of all of the pictures that Don took together um, in one big BUMC family photo. And so please do that and let us receive this good word, this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.